helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Last week, we talked about the church and borderline personality disorder. During that show, we talked a lot about the disorder itself, how the church can respond to people who are living with this illness. And since that show, we have received a lot of positive feedback and some really great comments on our Facebook page and by phone. And we want to say a great big thank you for the people who took the time to post those comments and to give us those phone calls. We always find it such a pleasure to hear from our listeners and to have the opportunity to extend our conversation beyond the half an hour we get to spend together each and every week during this show. This week, we're going to be spending some more time talking about borderline personality disorder, pardon me, and exploring specifically some treatment options for this disorder, and more importantly, how we as individuals and as a church family can support people living with BPD or borderline personality disorder. If you may have missed last week's show and you would love to hear it, you can listen to it on our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or you can call us at one 544 3546 Again, our number is one 544 3546 to ask for a copy of last week's show or any, any show for that matter. Pardon me, I'm tongue-tied this morning. If you are wondering who I am, my name is Melissa Waggett, and I am the co-host of the Life Transformation Radio Show. I will join you each and every week to explore topics about relationships, mental health disorders, and just general challenges we face just for the fact that we're people living on this earth and we have a lot of stuff to deal with. And hopefully this show is a forum where you can take a break and explore the issues you may be experiencing and more importantly, get the help that you may need. But I most certainly am not doing this alone. With me each and every week in studio is Michael Hart. For those of you who don't know Michael, he's an award-winning psychotherapist. He is also the director of Elam Counseling Services here in Ottawa, Canada. And he is a guy who I get to torture each and every week with my questions. I try to put him in the hot seat every now and again, but he always does it so graciously. He has answered thus far every question I've thrown at him. Um, and I expect nothing less from you today, Michael. So I hope you're ready for some hard hitting questions. Thank you very much for that wonderful introduction, Melissa. And if this is starting, then sign me up for more because <laughs> I enjoy being here and enjoy your questions. And I think it shed lights on the, the topic that we're here to discuss. But just before we go into our show today, let me remind our listeners uh, uh, that Elam is a nonprofit organization that provides Christian counseling from a uh, professional counseling from a Christian perspective. And we are able to see clients at a subsidized rate, uh, partly due to donations that we from time to time receive. So if you have benefited from this show and you haven't considered donating to this ministry, then I would like you to give that some prayerful thought and consider uh, providing a subsidy by making a donation to, to our ministry. And so we see people who are broken from within churches across Ottawa, but people from the wider society as well who are at the fringe of the, the churches. They might have attended Sunday school and they haven't attended church for years, but they still come to us because they still believe that, that there is a God. 
And and what is so great with this this counseling service is it it's the both and it gives you yes. the professional counseling services, but it also has that spiritual paradigm that's not lost in it. So we've really seen some great results. If you do feel called to give a donation, you can go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Again, elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or you can call us toll free anytime at one 544 3546 and we'd be happy to provide you with information about how to donate. So Michael, today we are going to be delving a little bit more into the topic of borderline personality disorder, but we're going to be really spending a lot of our focus today on treatment options, and then we're also going to be discussing how we as individuals and a church family can support people who are living with this illness because it's it's important. It really takes a village to come alongside people in any illness borderline personality disorder um, being one of them so that people can get well, get the treatment that we need and that we can be supportive and not harming. Because as we've talked about in the past, sometimes in our best intentions, the church has done more harm than good in how we approach people with all mental illnesses. Um, But today we're going to be focusing on people living with borderline personality disorder. I think borderline personality disorder is is one of those diseases that can be mental health illnesses, I should say, that can be uh, misunderstood. It can either be looked on as uh, spirituality to be admired, and in some cases it can be looked on as as demonic influences. And so it's important for us to understand what it is. And last week's show, we spent a lot of time looking at some of the symptoms of borderline personality disorder. So if you have missed the last week's show, then you can listen to it by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. But what we also find is that people with borderline personality disorder sometimes can be admired in churches because of their, what we talked about last week, splitting in which they tend to see things as, as either extremely, as either totally good or totally bad. Many of these individuals tend to have very rigid religiosity. And so they will tend to be very, very conservative. You know, they, they can't listen to any song unless it has the word Jesus in it, or, you know, they have to be dressed in, in certain specific ways and it's very legalistic it becomes very legalistic and this is because of this tendency in the minds of persons with uh, uh, borderline personality disorder to see things as black and white so it's either everything is totally saturated saturated in religious language or it is from the devil and so there is no in between for these people and so sometimes that quality in churches can be admired if it's a leader who take this stand and uh, is seen as standing for God because of this strict black and white way of looking at the world, it can bring admiration from some people who see this person as being totally holy, but in truth it can be a mask for something that is not right on the inside of this person. I'm not saying that everyone who is like this has borderline personality disorder, but we have seen this in our practice where sometimes it is a disorder. And that's where I think it's so important to have a service like yours where you can go at it with the religious lens because sometimes our religiosity can mask different symptoms and right. if you're not looking for that it may not be apparent so if someone has found themselves either um, themselves or someone they know with a diagnosis a borderline personality disorder what kind of treatment options are available 
Or what can someone expect from a type of treatment plan? Well, there, there are two types of therapy that, uh, two branches of therapies that have been shown to be effective in treating borderline personality disorder. One is cognitive behavior therapy or CBT, and the other is dialectical behavior therapy or DBT. And these two forms of therapy have been shown to be very effective. CBT, mostly by focusing on the thoughts of the individual. People with borderline personality disorder often have distorted ways of looking at events that have happened in their lives. And so cognitive behavior therapy and the tools therein can help a person to be to to look at those thoughts in a rational way and to come to better conclusions and by so doing control their emotions in a better way than lashing out, becoming angry and running away from people and from organizations. DBT, on the other hand, has, has uh, several uh, strategies for controlling a person's mood and for helping to validate a person and make make uh, the person with borderline personality feel accepted and understood. And most clinicians use a combination of both uh, to help. As a matter of fact, DBT is born out of cognitive behavior therapy. And so both are effective in helping uh, people would, but you don't have to be a clinician to use these these principles. And so CBT is something I've heard you state before on the show. I think we've done shows on the past about CBT, but DBT is a new terminology for me and a new concept as a whole. So I'm wondering if you can unpack a little bit about what what is DBT. You mentioned it controls mood, and from what I recall in last week's show, people with borderline personality disorder tend to have pretty significant mood swings, which can create some of those difficulties in relationships we talked about last week. So how does DBT begin to address someone's mood? Right. So DBT draws upon some of the practical principles of CBT and of packaging it in, in, a, in a way uh, specifically to help people with borderline personality disorder. But they, 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 that branch of therapy have now broadened to become more widely used in helping other sorts of situations as well. But the very practical tools that DBT has is a good way of helping people to 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 be able to regulate their emotions and to be able to look at their problems in a different way and to to be able to find solutions it's very solution oriented as well so it's it's a whole branch of therapy that is, in a nutshell is very practical for helping people with borderline personality disorder so if someone was coming to see you um for a session, what kind of practical tools would you be giving them to begin to address those moods? If someone is, say, tending to swing towards like an angry mood when a certain event happens, what kind of strategies would you be giving them to begin to process that? Because after a while, those those responses become so habitual. They're just, you almost don't have to think about them. So how do you begin right. to break that cycle when that's your, your default to swing that way? How do right. you begin to... What tools can I do to stop that swing? Well, there are a number of tools, and DBT has come up with an acronym for uh, that's built on the word IMPROVE. And each letter stands for a specific 
tool that can be used to help a person to regulate their mood because a lot of the the emotional outbursts that uh, people with borderline personality has is the inability to regulate their emotions so these principles that built around the acronym improve will help these uh, people with borderline personality disorder to to control their emotion so the, the i in in improve stand for imagine imagination or imagery and it's important to help people to understand how powerful our imagination is and that God has gifted us with, with minds that are capable of being in one situation but totally looking at it in, in a different way or imagining that you are, you are somewhere else. And imagery can be used to control emotions. So through DBT, people can use image techniques to, to visualize themselves even making progress, visualizing themselves doing well, visualizing that uh, they are in a, in a conflict with someone and instead of the way that they would normally react where they're threatened to leave the church or they're going to kill themselves, through imagery work you can begin to imagine with, with the help of, of a therapist or even on your own, you can begin to imagine, okay, this person will say this to me, I will be criticized this person might say they don't like the way I do something. And instead of my my usual emotional response, I'm going to close my eyes and with the help of God and with His Holy Spirit, because these people are believers, they just don't know how to use the tools that God has given to them, including the mind. And so through the use of the mind, and you know, this person can begin to say, I am going to now start visualizing acting in a different way. Instead of running away, I'm going to speak up about what I didn't like in a loving way. And by so doing repeatedly, we see that these people begin to make progress over time by using uh, imagery. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today, we're exploring treatment options for people living with borderline personality disorder and how we as individuals and the church can support them. If you've missed the first half of today's show, we encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can call us at one 544 Three five four six. We also encourage you while you're on our website, if you can uh, provide a donation to consider doing so. And you can find more about our donation options on our website or by giving us a call at one 544 3546 Because as mentioned earlier, we are a nonprofit um organization and we provide our counseling services at a subsidized rate through donations from people like yourself. So Mike, we're just beginning to explore the concept of DBT and I love when you come with an acronym and you have brought us an acronym today and that is IMPROVE and we were just finishing discussing the I of IMPROVE and that was imagery. Mm -hmm. What does the M stand for? The M in, in this uh, technique that is used in, in DBT stands for meaning. And what this is saying that when things happen, instead of looking at it as the, the end of the world, people don't like me and uh, everything is a disaster, or, or ca instead of catastrophizing the situation, the M stands for giving it new meaning. We see 
in the Bible the story of Joseph, where he was sold into slavery. He was uh, he, he he was uh, lied about by Potiphar's wife and thrown in prison. But yet, in the end, they. Uh, Joseph came up with a different meaning. He said, God brought me here so that I could provide for my brother, brothers during a time of famine. So for people who, are, who have borderline personality disorder, who, who has a tendency to become very angry and upset and to overreact and further jeopardize their relationship with others, you can begin as someone in a church situation who is helping these people, begin to challenge them to think about a different meaning for their circumstances. Uh, what's another way that you could look at this situation? And uh, when you begin to talk about different meaning or people begin to see different meaning, this is a, this is a, a very powerful tool to help help people with DBT regulate their emotion. And again, just remember that these people are not bad people. They're just people with a mental condition that makes it very hard to look at situations in a balanced way and not to and not and not to uh, explode emotionally over what we would consider to be minor situations. Mm-hmm. It's that distorted thinking, as yes. you've said before. So what does the P stand for in IMPROVE? Believe it or not, the P stands for prayer. And even in this, and, and we didn't make this <laughs> we didn't one. make this up. This is actually a part of DBT, and they're saying that prayer is a very good, and that you don't have to be religious to to praise what they say. But uh, prayer can bring bring us calmness. Can help your you to regulate your emotions by calming down, by focusing your attention on something else or or someone else other than the situation immediately at hand. So if you you're in a situation where you're beginning to to escalate in emotions and you're you know that you struggle with regulating your emotion begin to silently pray begin to repeat a verse of scripture to yourself as a way of prayer and and this can help you to to regulate your emotions and just reconnect to where you are in that moment mm-hmm. um And one of the things I find for me, at least when I pray, and I think it leads into the next letter, is I tend to relax. Yes. I love the feeling of saying, God, I don't have this, but I know you're bigger than me and you've got that. And for me, that causes such relaxation when I get to feel like I don't have to own it all. And and that's the R in improve is relaxation. And and, and, and the Bible tells us that Jesus would often get away from the hectic schedule of his day and from the multitudes of people that he had to minister to and he would go off into a mountain and to pray that's the p but i think the r in jesus's ministry and his life was that while he was there he was in a relaxed state of mind he was in a place away from the hustle and bustle of life and this is one of the things that i think brings such great breakthrough to our healing retreats because people actually begin to relax for the first time and by relaxing they're able to bring their bodies and their mind into a healthier state. So relaxing, you don't have to to be in a mountaintop or be at a retreat to practice it. You can also practice relaxation by taking timeouts. If you're in a situation that's becoming very, very emotional for you, take the time to sit and to close your eyes and to breathe deeply and to exhale and to focus on your breath. And these and other self 
self-soothing technique. Always have problems saying that word, but you understand <laughs> what I mean. Uh, uh, will help you to be able to not not to help you to regulate your emotion and not to explode in the way that you normally do or that people with this disorder normally do. And I'm glad you brought that up because what I'm hearing as you're going through this is what's neat about this tool is it seems like it can be both preventative yes, and you can practice these te- techniques when you're not in the moment, yes. but they also serve you when you are in that moment, when you're feeling your right. body ramp up. Mm-hmm. But you can also use these as tools to fill your tank ahead of time. Right. So if you're having to take more time to relax, having those moments, but you can do the relaxation in the moment as well when you're feeling yourself ramping up by taking those deep breaths, shutting your eyes, and recognizing how you're feeling. Right. What is the next technique right. that we can utilize? The O in the, the acronym IMPROVE actually means one or one thing in the moment. So a lot of times we get into these very emotional state because we're focusing on what uh, is going to happen tomorrow or, or something negative that happened uh, a few moments ago. But if you were to refocus your emotion away from that thing that just happened or away from that person that just upset you so much and to begin to focus on one thing at a time in your surroundings, it can be a very powerful technique. So you might want to, if you're in a room and you're beginning to feel these strong emotions that are overpowering, you can sit and you can begin to say, okay, let me just focus on one object. It can be a Bible in the room. It can be an emblem that's a spiritual meaning to you. You can focus on that one thing or you can focus your attention from one thing at a time to another because our minds, uh, once we begin to shift it off what's causing the escalation in our emotion, in our emotions, our minds will respond uh, differently instead of instead of uh, exploding emotional we'll be able to regulate our emotion by focusing on one thing at a time i have tremendous i see tremendous miracles i would say in my practice where people would come in to see me and they would be in such emotional state that they have back pains they have tension headaches they 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 have not in their stomach where they are feeling so uptight and sometimes these symptoms have been there for weeks because of something that has happened. And just by taking them through these exercises where they begin to, f- to refocus their minds, they leave the session feeling totally changed. All those symptoms are gone, often within one session. So that's the power. That's the power of just refocusing the mind. God made us. When the Bible tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, these things that psych- psychology and psychotherapists are telling us are not invented by them. God made our bodies to be able to heal itself. If you get a cut, your body will automatically heal. But with emotions, because it is not something that is seen, it takes a special way of healing those unseen wounds. And our minds, our mind is very powerful when it comes to healing emotional wounds. That's pretty remarkable. What does the V in IMPROVE stand for? 
the V stands for vacation. You're taking me to Hawaii, Michael? <laughs> Is that where we're going? Well, I wish we could do a show from Hawaii. Maybe <laughs> the next show will be from Hawaii, and then we'll send back some pictures to our listeners. I, I vote for that. I vote for that. So so you're sending everyone to Hawaii with right. this vacation. So that's not exactly what the, 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 the V in improve stands for. But vacation, in the sense, meaning leaving the situation. If you're in a situation where you're in a meeting, for example, and it's becoming very animated and you know that you're the kind of person from experience you will say things and do things that will make you regret and the next thing you know you're going to have to leave that church to find another one because you have been there before you know where this is heading vacation means vacating that spot a simple thing as just going for a walk leaving physically leaving that place and saying you know I have to be excused and just simply get up and leave that situation because some situations can become so triggering for you that if you stay there you know where it is it is heading and so one of the principles of dbt as we help as we help clients is to understand what your weaknesses are learn from past experiences what are some of the things that have caused you to react in 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 extreme manners and then once you learn what those situations are then part of the solution is understanding when it's time to take this vacation to practice the v and as i said vacation simply means leaving the place of conflict going for a walk and so if my spelling is correct, we have one letter left, and that's the letter E. And after you go into this E, I'm wondering if you can also share with us how we can partner with people as they try to utilize the improved steps in their own life. Yes, yes. So the, so the E is, is for encouragement. And so when you're dealing with someone with deep with with borderline personality disorder it's important to encourage them it's important to validate what they're saying even if you don't agree with it and validation doesn't mean that you put up with whatever they do you can lovingly validate and still have boundaries so for example if someone were to come to you and say the church that i just left it's a terrible place and everyone there was against me instead of of saying no I don't think everyone in the church was against you and I, I don't think it was that bad that as you are saying you can say something to the effect that must have been very hard for you if you felt that everyone there didn't like you because that's how they felt that's how they feel it's not a real feeling so you're not you don't have to label the other church or call or say anything bad about that other cell group that they were in you can just say this must have been hard for you if you felt that everyone there were were against you. And so you're validating that, yes, this was in a hard situation, or I can understand why you would leave if you felt that way, right? And so validating is very, very important. So it's important also to begin to help uh, people with DBT, not only to get this external encouragement, but to learn how to self talk themselves, healthy self-talk. People people with borderline personality disorder have the tendencies to be very negative towards themselves. So teaching them healthy self-talk, talk, you're not a failure. You are lovable. You are created in the image of God. So every time that thought comes to say that you're no good and you're going to be abandoned, see if you can tell yourself something loving from the Bible or something encouraging from the Bible or from some other experiences that you had that worked out favorably. 
And so with the little time we have left, I'm wondering if you have any words of advice for people partnering with people living with this disorder, maybe lessons learned you've heard from your clients where we didn't do as good a job as we should as a church family or as people who support people living with this type of disorder. What can we do better in terms of supporting people living with this disorder? I think the main thing for the church is to understand that you can be loving and at the same time you can have healthy limits. I think one of the struggles that we have as, as as church communities is that we tend to go overboard one way or the other. So we'll go overboard with, you know, putting out a lot of energy and just giving into every need of this person until it gets to a point where we can't do that anymore and then we go the other way then we cut them off because we're saying no we can't do that so it's important to understand that we don't have to go to these extremes we can validate we should love these people with borderline personality disorder they're hurting people it's important to remember that but we can also lovingly put boundaries in place and help them to understand why these boundaries are healthy for them as well. And so I see that we are out of time for today. So Melissa, I want to thank you for those wonderful questions. And I want to thank my listeners, our listeners for listening to this show. If you have a question about about borderline personality disorder and any of these treatment modules that we have talked about, or if you need help, then please give us a call at 1-877-544-3546 or go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And Melissa Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.